Section four of the Ingoldsby Legends, first series. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. The Ingoldsby Legends, first series, by Richard Harris Barham. Section four. It was not till some years after the events just recorded that Miss Marianne, the pet sock before alluded to, was made acquainted with the following piece of family biography. It was communicated to her in strict confidence by Nurse Botherby, a maiden niece of the old ladies, then recently promoted from the ranks in the still room, to be second in command in the nursery department. The story is connected with a dingy, wizen-faced portrait in an oval frame, generally known by the name of Uncle Stephen, though from the style of his cut velvet it is evident that some generations must have passed away since any living being could have stood towards him in that degree of consanguinity the nurse's story the hand of glory malafica quidem auguriatrix in anglia fuit quam demonis horribiliter extraxerunt et imponente super equum terribilum per aera repuerunt clamoresque terribilis ut ferunt per quatur ferme miliaria audiobantur nuremberg chronicle on the lone bleak moor at the midnight hour beneath the gallows tree hand in hand the murderers stand by one by two by three and the moon that night with a grey cold light each baleful object tips one half of her form is seen through the storm the other half's hid in eclipse and the cold wind howls and the thunder growls and the lightning is broad and bright and altogether it's very bad weather and an unpleasant sort of a night now mount who list and close by the wrist sever me quickly the dead man's fist now climb who dare where he swings in air and pluck me five locks of the dead man's hair there's an old woman dwells upon tappington moor she hath years on her back at the least four score and some people fancy a great many more her nose it is hooked her back it is crooked her eyes blear and red on the top of her head is a much and on that a shocking bad hat extinguisher shaped the brim narrow and flat then my gracious her beard it would sadly perplex a spectator at first to distinguish her sex nor i'll venture to say without scrutiny could he pronounce her off-handed a punch or a judy did you see her in short that mud hovel within with her knees to her nose and her nose to her chin leering up with that queer indescribable grin you'd lift up your hands in amazement and cry well i never did see such a regular guy and now before that old woman's door where naught that's good may be hand in hand the murderers stand by one by two by three oh tis a horrible sight to view in that horrible hovel that horrible crew by the pale blue glare of that flickering flame doing the deed that hath never a name tis awful to hear those words of fear 
the prayer muttered backwards and said with a sneer matthew hopkins himself has assured us that when a witch says her prayers she begins with amen tis awful to see on that old woman's knee the dead shrivelled hand as she clasps it with glee and now with care the five locks of hair from the skull of the gentleman dangling up there with the grease and the fat of a black tom-cat she hastens to mix and to twist into wicks and one on the thumb and each finger to fix for another receipt the same charm to prepare consult mr ainsworth and petty albert now open lock to the dead man's knock fly bolt and bar and band nor move nor swerve joint muscle or nerve at the spell of the dead man's hand sleep all who sleep wake all who wake but be as the dead for the dead man's sake all is silent all is still save the ceaseless moan of the bubbling rill as it wells from the bosom of tappington hill and in tappington hall great and small gentle and simple squire and groom each one hath sought his separate room and sleep her dark mantle hath o'er them cast for the midnight hour hath long been past all is darksome in earth and sky save from yon casement narrow and high a quivering beam on the tiny stream plays like some taper's fitful gleam by one that is watching wearily within that casement narrow and high in his secret lair where none may spy sits one whose brow is wrinkled with care and the thin grey locks of his failing hair have left his little bald pate all bare for his full-bottomed wig hangs bushy and big on the top of his old-fashioned high-backed chair unbraced are his clothes ungartered his hose his gown is bedizened with tulip and rose flowers of remarkable size and hue flowers such as eden never knew and there by many a sparkling heap of the good red gold the tale is told what powerful spell avails to keep that careworn man from his needful sleep haply he deems no eye can see as he gloats on his treasure greedily the shining store of glittering ore the fair rose noble the bright mador and the broad double joe from iont the sea but there's one that watches as well as he for wakeful and sly in a closet hard by on his truckle bed lieth a little foot-page a boy who's uncommonly sharp of his age like young master horner who erst in his corner sat eating a christmas pie and while that old gentleman's counting his hoards little hugh peeps through a crack in the boards there's a voice in the air there's a step on the stair the old man starts in his cane-back chair at the first faint sound he gazes around and holds up his dip of sixteen to the pound then half arose from beside his toes his little pug-dog with his little pug-nose but ere he can vent one inquisitive sniff that little pug-dog stands stark and stiff for low yet clear now fall on the ear 
where once pronounced for ever they dwell the unholy words of the dead man's spell open lock to the dead man's knock fly bolt and bar and band nor move nor swerve joint muscle or nerve at the spell of the dead man's hand sleep all who sleep wake all who wake but be as the dead for the dead man's sake now lock nor bolt nor bar avails nor stout oak panel thick studded with nails heavy and harsh the hinges creak though they had been oiled in the course of the week the door opens wide as wide may be and there they stand that murderous band lit by the light of the glorious hand by one by two by three they have passed through the porch they have passed through the hall where the porter sat snoring against the wall the very snore froze in his very snub nose you'd have verily deemed he had snored his last when the glorious hand by the side of him passed in the little wee mouse as it ran o'er the mat at the top of its speed to escape from the cat though half dead with affright paused in its flight and the cat that was chasing that little wee thing lay crouched as a statue in act to spring and now they are there on the head of the stair and the long crooked whittle is gleaming and bare i really don't think any money would bribe me the horrible scene that ensued to describe or the wild wild glare of that old man's eye his dumb despair and deep agony the kid from the pen and the lamb from the fold unmoved may the blade of the butcher behold they dream not ah happier they that the knife though uplifted can menace their innocent life it falls the frail thread of their being is riven they dread not suspect not the blow till tis given but oh what a thing tis to see and to know that the bare knife is raised in the hand of the foe without hope to repel or to ward off the blow enough let's pass over as fast as we can the fate of that grey that unhappy old man but fancy poor hugh aghast at the view powerless alike to speak or to do in vain doth he try to open the eye that is shut or close that which is clapped to the chink though he'd give all the world to be able to wink no for all that this world can give or refuse i would not be now in that little boy's shoes or indeed any garment at all that is used tis lucky for him that the chink in the wall he has peeped through so long is so narrow and small wailing voices sounds of woe such as follow departing friends that fatal night round tappington go its long-drawn roofs and its gable ends ethereal spirits gentle and good i weep and lament for a deed of blood tis early dawn the morn is grey and the clouds and the tempest have passed away and all things betoken a very fine day but while the lark her carol is singing shrieks and screams are through tappington ringing upstarting all great and small each one who's found within tappington hall gentle and simple squire or groom all seek at once that old gentleman's room and there on the floor drenched in its gore 
a ghastly corpse lies exposed to the view carotid and jugular both cut through and there by its side mid the crimson tide kneels a little foot-page of tenderest years adown his pale cheek the fast-falling tears are coursing each other round and big and he's staunching the blood with a full-bottomed wig alas and alack for his staunching tis plain as anatomists tell us that never again shall life revisit the foully slain when once they've been cut through the jugular vein there's a hue and a cry through the county of kent and in chase of the cut-throats a constable's sent but no one can tell the man which way they went there's a little foot-page with that constable goes and a little pug-dog with a little pug-nose in rochester town at the sign of the crown three shabby genteel men are just sitting down to a fat stubble goose with potatoes done brown when a little foot-page rushes in in a rage upsetting the apple-sauce onions and sage that little foot-page takes the first by the throat and a little pug-dog takes the next by the coat and a constable seizes the one more remote and fair rose nobles and broad moidores the waiter pulls out of their pockets by scores and the boots and the chambermaids run in and stare and the constable says with a dignified air you're wanted gentlemen one and all for that ear precious lark at tappington hall there's a black gibbet frowns upon tappington moor where a former black gibbet has frowned before it is as black as black may be and murderers there are dangling in air by one by two by three there's a horrid old hag in a steeple-crowned hat round her neck they have tied to a hempen cravat a dead man's hand and a dead tom-cat they have tied up her thumbs they have tied up her toes they have tied up her eyes they have tied up her limbs into tappington milldam souse she goes with a whoop and a halloo she swims she swims they have dragged her to land and every one's hand is grasping a faggot a billet or brand when a queer-looking horseman dressed all in black snatches up that old harridan just like a sack to the crupper behind him puts spurs to his hack makes a dash through the crowd and is off in a crack no one can tell though they guess pretty well which way that grim rider and old woman go for all see he's a sort of infernal ducrow and she screams so and cried we may fairly decide that the old woman did not much relish her ride moral this truest of stories confirms beyond doubt that truest of adages murder will out in vain may the blood spiller double and fly in vain even witchcraft and sorcery try although for a time he may scape by and by he'll be sure to be caught by a hue and a cry End of section four.